Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome in to the PHN podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sports app. America's Sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Espo, and we're holding it down for you guys on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. A lot of moving. I can tell you this is going to be the best studio you've ever seen uh, from any network. I'm I'm just going to go that far. I mean, Ooh. they just set up the the viewing room, and I may move in here. There's a <laughs> leather recliners, uh, three TVs, one of which is a 75 inch television. Like I, I may not ever go home. Are we gonna are we gonna a housewarming party, like a house house party? I feel like we should do that. That'd no, it's we we're gonna get it clean, and then you want us to destroy it with a house party? Yeah, we're let's to your do house it. to party. That's the best way let's, to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're coming to your ha- your party to to party with Wolfie. We're gonna bring some catnip. Uh, for those of you watching or listening, uh, that's Lindsay's cat that's been perched behind her on multiple episodes recently. So. I feel like he dipped out right now because he said you were coming over, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not having any of this." No hard pass. He, <laughs> he heard catnip, and he's like, "Where? Let's go find it." <laughs> that's so. true. All right, all right. Get into today's main topic. Um, this one has kind of hit social media by storm over the last handful of hours. The news came out today that the Blazers are considering not trapped their broadcast crews this upcoming season, and it made people feel, feel a lot of things. So I felt like we should talk about it because at some point in time, this, this be, could become the new norm. We saw, you know, the Suns broadcast crews not travel a little bit last year. During the peak of COVID, they didn't travel. But now that we're kind of closer to the other side of COVID, why is this still being a topic of discussion amongst teams and NBA broadcast crews? That's the question. So, Espo, well, do you have any initial feelings? Well, the, the answer is simple. It's money, right? It comes down to money. It costs money to travel your entire broadcast crew and food and hotels and uh, all sorts of reasons, which we've, you know, we both know from having traveled with the team and they realized during COVID they could get away without doing it and still have a quality broadcast. The one thing that I found interesting in this is it said that they'd be a one camera broadcast, which 
in COVID, and correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure even when they didn't travel, they had the ability to take multiple camera angles, uh, not just one. Now that's where that's where I think it's problematic. This could hurt the experience for fans who are watching road games when it's just locked in on on one camera. That's where I think it's a road too far. So that I found really interesting, and I'd like to get a little bit more information on what they meant by that. Are they going to have one dedicated camera to the home feed? Because right now, as it stands, so how this kind of all works, what means is you do travel your broadcast crews, you do share cameras with the home team. Um, But if you have one dedicated camera, that could allow you to get maybe more like hero shots and solo shots of specifically your team. So as it stands now, they're already sharing some cameras when you're on a road broadcast. But for me, I feel like somebody had tweeted this out and it's exactly how I had it. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. And the money saving aspect to me is like, that's pocket change to these owners. Right. Cause you're traveling maybe six to 12 people at most when you're talking about broadcast crews, because you have two broadcast guys, sometimes three, if you have a sideline reporter, two radio guys or gals, um, and a handful of crew members. Typically, it's like a producer, a director, and maybe some of the more intricate uh, roles within your broadcast, like replay people or things of that nature. We won't go too technical there. But we're talking about like maybe 10 people at max that you're traveling. It's not like you're saving a ton of money there by not traveling them. Yeah, but Lindsay, there's inflation and potentially a recession, which means it's an excuse for them to do these kind of things uh, and, and say, oh, well, we need to save money in these hard financial times, when in reality, uh, you don't become a, a, a multimillionaire or a billionaire uh, by spending money all over the place. You do it by being frugal. So I think it just tends to be their their default. And with COVID, they saw, hey, we can do these broadcasts. I don't think it's right because you lose out on being around the team, which uh, is key. I mean, you can speak to it better than anybody. Uh, having to, to be around the team, especially on the road, you get to know these guys better. Mm-hmm. It provides more depth to what you're talking about, how you cover the team, and how your broadcast is. Those are all things that fans can't get. What happens when you don't travel your broadcast team is they become outsiders in a way. And it's basically like having people that are just general reporters, you know, broadcasting these games. The whole point of having your own broadcast crew is so they have additional insight into the team and can provide a better broadcast. I think that's going to be hurt uh, if more teams go into this, you know, and and look at this. And it would not shock me if this becomes more the norm around the NBA. I know there's multiple teams not looking at not traveling the radio crews uh, in particular, And I think it just hurts the game. It makes it a a lot worse for fans. I agree. And there were people in the comments um, asking, like, are the casual, normal, everyday fan going to even notice a difference? And some people are concerned that they will notice a difference in the quality of broadcast. So I went through and came up with a few things that I think, obviously, I'm team broadcast crew should travel here. Okay, just make that clear if that was obvious (laughs) or not at this point. But like you said, okay, so you brought up the announcer perspective. 
the biggest thing that I feel like I feel able to see or feel a difference in is that they can no longer see or feel the environment that they're calling a game from, right? So the amount of enthusiasm for big plays or big shots or game winners or things like that, it's going to feel off. Then you're also got to like mix in the audio, right? So you're going to have audio from a studio that sounds really flat and boring. And then you got to try and mine an in arena crowd sound. And that's going to not be the most ideal situation. You brought up storytelling, being on the road. That is where that is those relationships and those bonds, not just with players, but people on the coaching staff, people in the front office. Um, everyone's more inclined for whatever reason. I think it's just a trust thing. Share more on the road. And when they see these people, following them around throughout an entire season. So the storytelling is going to decline. Um, and then just from like being in the arena, right. And what you're the information casters, they're not going to be able to tell you if a player is getting ready to check in because they can't see it or not as easily. Anyway, if something happens on the bench or a player's hurt on the other side of the court, you may not see that either or hear about it until they do. So we already complain about the delay of TV in general. This is a, has a potential to add even more of a delay to the information we're receiving. Then from like, if we're talking, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, the, the, the injury front too. If a guy gets hurt and it's off camera, then you don't know why a guy's out or, or some altercation. Uh, so guessing happens or even worse, they don't realize anything's going on. And then a guy winds up with a tech and nobody can get an explanation because you're not even in earshot of the refs. Sometimes you can hear coaches say, say things when you're that close and, and it gives you an insight into what's going on. So yeah, those are, those are all great points you're making there. Yeah. And then if we just go from like a technical standpoint, right, because this will be new there's going to be a period of time where everyone's going to be annoyed at broadcast because you're going to get more technical issues. And there's somebody there on the ground who's going to be able to fix that in a timely manner. You're going to get errors like, you know, this one's pretty low key, low spelling errors, or even the other last year when we saw them put up, you know, the wrong graphic for introducing Devin Booker, whether or not you want to think that was purposely done or not is your own prerogative. But You'll see more things like that. It'll just be a little more disconjointed, if you will, because the people who you're actually talking to are not there in person, and it makes pe makes the job a little bit harder. Um, and then the biggest thing to me is that jobs are going to be lost. And I understand, you know, we talked about the money saving situation, but like you're billionaires and multimillionaires, and a lot of you come out and say, you know, jobs are important. You want to make sure that you're providing opportunities for people and all this stuff. Well, cutting jobs does not, does not align with what you're saying most of the time. So that's not cool. Well, it's a strategic realignment business-wise uh, is the kind of bullshit that you usually hear in these situations. And uh, yeah, I, look, there's no reason you can't travel these guys. You're already chartering the flight. A handful uh, of more seats uh, is not going to make or break anything. And the money, the per diem, uh, definitely ain't going to break anybody in terms of uh, in terms of food. So look, just just bite the bullet and send them. There's no I reason agree. not to. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's absolutely no reason uh, to to do it this way other than well, we can, and that's just crap. Not to mention you're making 
an insane amount of money from these TV broadcasts, you should be putting some of that money you're making back into making the product better, right? The age old ism that you got to spend money to make money, right? You want people to tune into these games. Well, you need to make them more enjoyable, not less enjoyable. Yep. No, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree there. And hell, sell sponsorship that just covers the cost. If it's a cost thing, there's, there's ways around it. Uh, So figure it out. Yeah. So hopefully this does not become the new norm. Unfortunately, I think it is trending in that direction. And everyone who I've seen who's within the industry and knows the intricacies of all of these broadcasts and how much work goes into them hate this idea because it creates so much more chaos and technical issues that end up affecting the fans' viewing of the games. And it's just, I don't love it at all. Uh, quite frankly, I'm I'm shocked still uh, that the Suns broadcast uh, is internal too, because that's a lot of cost. And I'm surprised that's never shifted to Bally's where they, they run the broadcast for every other team. Most people don't know this. Obviously you do. I'm not mansplaining to you, Lindsay, but uh, I, you know, like the, the, the Suns do it all internally. They own that broadcast. I'm shocked that that hasn't changed uh, just because of the cost there as well. I would say the only reason why it probably hasn't changed is because it gives you more autonomy over your broadcast, right? So the potential to make money is there when you own your own broadcast because then you're responsible for self partnerships and the advertisements. So you can potentially make some money off of owning your own broadcast rights as well. But it is a lot more work and it's harder to make that money when you have a losing team like we saw in the past. Nowadays, they're probably loving owning their own broadcast because they're charging premium rates for all of those advertisements now. Yeah. But People are, are knocking down the door to buy themselves, uh, buy those ad spots. By the way, uh, Brian in the chat says, PHNX should send ESPO to every game to broadcast for the real fans. Two things. A, I'd wind up divorced. I don't think my wife would be all that happy if I were traveling that much. B, I'm pretty sure that would violate about a million contract things that the NBA has in place. So I don't think we'll be doing that this year. So Yeah. So like I said, hopefully this doesn't become the new norm. We'll keep an eye on what the Blazers decide to do because I know these reports that came out are saying they're considering doing it, but hopefully they see enough backlash from their fans and the fans wanting to have a quality broadcast and wanting to have their broadcasters that they have most of the time grew up with, right? A lot of these broadcasters have been in these roles for decades and you want to hear those genuine, like really solid game calls. Like that's, that's half of the fun of watching a broadcast is when you hear like your favorite broadcaster call an amazing player a shot or something of that sort. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We shall, we, uh, speaking of advertisements, here's one for you. You guys should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now if you have not already. And make sure you use the promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, after you bet just $5 on college football, you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly. That's, again, promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum mate, age, and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Future bets are already available on DraftKings right now. So you can go in, you can do over under for your on for the Suns, which I think we talked yesterday. What was 53 and a half? 52 and a half. The 52 last and a half. Um, and then, you know, 
coach of the year, uh, MVP, all that kind of stuff, defensive player of the year. If you guys think the Suns have some good players in there, I highly recommend using those free bets on futures bets because it keeps it really fun. And then potentially a nice little payday at the end of the season is like, here's a surprise. You picked really good gambles. (laughs) Yeah. Let me, let me just say, don't pick Monty Williams for coach of the year. Not because I don't think he'll do a good job this year, but because I, uh, it's very rare that you see back to back with coach of the year. So Right. Exactly. So that might not be the best gamble this year, but you can find some really good ones there. All right, Espo, it's time for some screenshot got by Arizona department of health services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Okay. Jay Crowder. Crowder and his social media have been giving us the most content this offseason. It is outrageous. We've got another Instagram post from Jay to talk about. What did, what did he do today? Light his jersey on fire, <laughs> shred, shred some of his basketball cards while he was in a son's uniform. What did Jay do today? Interestingly enough, it wasn't Jay. It was an imposter. There is apparently a fake Jay out there running around in St. Bart's, letting people believe he's Jay Crowder, telling people he's Jay Crowder. I don't know, but Jay said he apparently was big enough or he was getting enough messages about it that he chose to go on Instagram stories and be like, yo, I am not in St. Bart's. That is not me. And then post the picture of the fans who are saying that they're with Jay Crowder, which I find hilarious. Can we go back to the picture of of him with the uh, with these fans, quote unquote? <laughs> uh, what NBA player wears an NBA final shirt from a series he wasn't in? That's, That's the question. first dead giveaway. It's Warriors Celtics on his shirt, NBA Finals. No, nobody does that. And like that's that's a dead giveaway that this is not Jay Crowder in St. Bart's, right? Uh, or he, he, it is him, and he's really trying to throw people off. But that seems like a hell of a lot of effort. It doesn't. That does it, seem like a lot of effort. It looks like the Walmart version of him <laughs> when you look really close. It's like, yeah, it's a dude wearing sunglasses that kind of looks like Jay Crowder. Uh, pretty lazy by these fans. So I will say though, it does it does kind of look like him. Yes, it's the Walmart version, but I I see how he can kind of pull it off. Enough to maybe a casual fan to not realize that's not really Jay Crowder. But I thought I thought hilarious. Like this was not on my bingo card. That's for sure. Have have you ever had that kind of moment? No, I don't think so. I have. Wait, what's the moment? Did somebody think that you were somebody else? Or did no, somebody think I somebody thought, else was you? I thought somebody else was somebody else. Oh, who was who was? Well, there's two. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, I thought I saw Rex Chapman here in Phoenix at, at one point, and the dude could have been his twin brother. Uh, and and I said something on Twitter, uh, and Rex was like, "I'm not in Phoenix." So, oh no, I was like, <laughs> "But it could have it could have been his twin. It was not Walmart version, even down to the colored glasses, like like Rex wears." And the other summer league, uh, 2015, uh, it's. Three in the morning. I'm with John Bloom. Uh, we've had some adult beverages, <laughs> and my wife is a big fan of the soap opera. Uh, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting? A Days of Our Lives. Okay. And 
and I got suckered into watching it at, at times. It's kind of a hate watch at night. Well, we're at this bar in Vegas. I'm not all with it. And I saw uh, a gentleman who looked like one of the actors there. So I, I go over, I talk to him. He's like, yeah, it's me. Blah, blah. I take a picture. I sober up the next morning. It was most certainly not that actor. <laughs> so, uh, so apparently just drunk. The guy looked like the actor, but I had good intentions. It was to get a picture for my wife. But. Okay. So that's the question. If somebody came up to you and was like, oh my God, are you such and such thinking you're a celebrity? Would you play along with it? Or would you be honest and be like, sorry, man, that's not me. It depends on what celebrity. Like if they're like, "Oh my God, you're Tom Arnold," I'd be like, "No, no, that's that's offensive." <laughs> if like, "Oh, it's Jonah Hill," maybe I go along with it for a little while. <laughs> like, I, but it would depend on on who the celebrity uh, the celebrity was. I, I had something like this at one of the sons' training uh, camp poster. He knew it was me, but I'm like, "Do you really want me to ruin your poster?" Like, I he had like player signatures. Thinking back on it, it was like the team was Sebastian Telfair, so I probably upped the value by signing it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was the closest to to that happening to me. So, I feel like I would probably play along with it, um, but also after seeing this, maybe second guess my initial thought on all of this because I feel like Jay was more mad at the imposter than the fans who didn't, e- who weren't even able to recognize if it was really him or not. That's so. Fair. I feel like people are more mad at somebody pretending to be somebody else now than other people not realizing that it's not actually them. But I still think it's funny. Have have anybody has anybody approached you for an autograph? I, I thought it was knew it was you, but approached you in that way. I've had a few Suns fans, yeah, ask me to sign things like they have like the the yearbooks that they give out for each season. Um, I was in a few of those, and some people have asked me to sign that and a few balls. And I am the same way as you. So I'm like, are are you sure? Like, I this is this feels like you should reserve it for the players themselves. Do you do it like uh, like a guy that's like a, a Hall of Famer or you know whatever? Where they do you put like uh, Lindsey Smith and then uh, X two like two time for your uh, for your <laughs> Emmys? No, I don't do that honestly, and I feel like. It's even worse because my signature is not, not those people who, if, if I sign something, you'd be like, whose signature is this? So unless they really have a good memory in 10 years from now, they're going to be like, who is this? What is this signature? So that's to why I always quite go frank, really bad. Any group of autographs that's like, who the hell are these people? Because most of them are illegible. So that is very somebody be like, look, it's, it's Chris Paul and it's your signature. I mean, they, they don't know. So <laughs> yes, that is very true. All right. Our next AZ health screenshot. Diamondbacks backs are finally paying their debt to Mikel Bridges with a Mikel Bridges appreciation day on August 30th, which I also think is his birthday. Um, do you do you recall exactly how this bet went down, Espo? Because I'm having a hard time remembering it. Yeah, it was when they were playing in, in Philly, and uh, I think Mikhail was shooting his mouth off on Twitter about how they were uh, how his uh, Phillies were going to beat the D backs, and they wound up making a bet. and And he said, "Well, if I win, you got to have a Mikhail uh, Bridges Appreciation Day." So, you know, 
it is kind of scary though because that appreciation day could turn into a goodbye pretty easily if some kind of trade goes down in the next in the next few weeks so that might be a a bittersweet mikhail bridges appreciation day so i know everyone's saying that on twitter and i hate the idea of that i mean i get it i've come to terms with it but i will still be really really sad if that happens so are we going to go go sit out there and, and join in on Mikhail Bridges Appreciation Day? I feel like we should go do the podcast. We won't do it live. We'll do an audio version from <laughs> uh, from the bleachers at Mikhail Bridges Appreciation Day. I mean, that could be fun. August 30th. That's a Tuesday. I'm yeah, not I mad mean, at maybe, that. Uh, maybe, maybe Mikhail will be there and we could even talk to him. Who knows? Maybe. That could be kind of fun. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm anything Gerald will be there as media trying to chat with Mikel. So is he back from Hawaii at that point? Isn't he there for like four and a half weeks? I think he gets back that Monday. So it's like perfect timing for him to come home. <laughs> All right. That, that fun one. If you if so, they've got a ticket special. So check that out on the internet. And then our final AZ health screenshot of the day. We've got more ridiculous wild food stands and the stores lately I want to know if you guys would eat these first one we've got here on the screen this is a dog stuffed inside a pickle and then deep fried into a corn dog would you eat this and do you think it's good how big is this is this pickle I mean it how looks like get... one of those giant pickles from oh, that picture holy, holy crap how do you get a full hot dog inside the pickle like first that's my fundamental question about it uh, I would try it. I like I like hot dog. I like pickle. I like uh, cornbreading there. So why not take a, at least one chance? I, I will eat anything, uh, uh, you know, any food item once. I will mostly eat any food item once. I would at least try this because I do love pickles and I do love corn dogs. So if it's kind of like a mixture of a fried pickle and a corn dog, I think I might be into it. I'm not going to lie. The chat is like absolutely not. They're not down for that. It's like anytime you go to, uh, as the comment from Eli comes up, this is a thing at Wisconsin fairs. To me, it reminds me of fairs. They deep fry everything at the fair. So why not? I mean, I'm pretty sure my, my cardiologist uh, (laughs) would probably say, don't do this. It's a bad idea for your career and your lifespan, but I would try it at least once. Yeah, I mean, you've got like deep fried Oreos and Twinkies and cheesecake at fairs. So like, what's the difference between that and a pickle with a hot dog in it? I don't know. I don't know. I would probably try it. Okay, next up. Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say it's basically a Chicago hot dog deep fried there's a pickle spear in there it's a a bun a hot dog yeah why not this one's not too crazy but this this is not totally sold on it's beans filled hash browns so literally hash browns with beans stuffed inside all right i lied that i would try any food i didn't want no i'm just kidding i (laughs) i don't know i mean baked beans are good uh you know hash browns are good they're just potatoes so it's just a lazy way to eat the two of them. Uh, you can eat it by hand, it appears. So I guess, like, what, why, who at Heinz is sitting there going, what this world needs? There's so many problems. This world needs hash brown stuffed with baked beans. That will fix everything or we'll get richer off. I don't, uh, who, 
I would love to be in the in the crazy new idea department at Heinz. You know, first they give us like different colored ketchups. Now it's we're yeah. stuffing beans and hash browns. But those different colored ketchups, though, I tried when I was a kid because I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Even as a child, I could not do it. There's something about eating purple ketchup on the hot dog or the hamburger that just threw me for a loop. And I hated it so, so. Like, just stick to ketchup and mustard. Yeah. It's not that hard. Even baked beans in the can. I don't, that's fine. (laughs) Stick to that. Don't make these monstrosities uh, that that have no reason to be there other than to potentially kill people. Yeah. This sounds so good. I want to try this so, so bad. I have an affinity with beans. I'm a big bean guy. I Um, I love baked beans, too. The suits at Big Beans have me hooked. I am a bean (laughs) fanatic. So this just makes me want to eat it more. But why why stuff it in hash browns? Can't we find something else? Because it's like beans a, in? no, it's like uh it's like British in it. Yeah, like Aaron it. said this would beans. be geared towards our neighbors across the pond, which I do yeah. think beans and potatoes are a good or like a normal breakfast item in other countries. I'm We're just over here eating pancakes and sweets and dessert for breakfast, basically. I struggle because they look like fish sticks, and I <laughs> just do not like fish sticks. <laughs> Mostly because I'm not convinced they're fish. So that's fair. Yeah. That is fair. Any anything in stick form, uh, you know, that's not a natural food form, right? I mean, but potatoes are easier to like maneuver into a form, right? I feel like the idea of chicken and fish being put into a stick form is worse than a potato. Oh, Jay in the chat with a four ninety nine super chat. Buy a pack and try it. You know what? We will now. Thank you uh, for your contribution to that, Jay. <laughs> Shane, your job is to find a pack of these monstrosities, and we will try them here uh, in the new studio when we're all back together. I feel like my biggest thing with this one is I want to know, like, I feel like it's going to have to be cooked in a certain way. Like, if you actually, like, fry it up versus, I don't think these would be good if you stuck it in a microwave, basically. Because if, they're probably if there's coming my- from the frozen section, right? If there if there are microwave instructions, we're trying a microwave. We'll try them in an air fryer. We'll uh, we'll try them in any potential way. But I still think the people at Heinz uh, are just just sick. All right, they somebody needs to send a care package and say it's all right to just stick to the <laughs> to the hits. I mean, honestly, though, it's good marketing. You definitely always go viral when you put something out that that is absolutely outrageous. So is going viral always good? Like, uh, yes. I, yes. I, I, I disagree, I think, because if I see this now, I'm less inclined to buy Heinz because I'm like, are you, though? you, you are the Dr. Frankenstein of, of beans and ketchup right now. Like, I, I don't understand why you're doing this just because you can just like the Portland trailblazers. You've decided just because you can, you will. Doesn't mean it's you not good. Should. I mean, it's okay. so, I don't know. Just because you're viral, I don't think is a good thing. You bring up a good, a good thing, though, because you were saying beans and ketchup, because I like ketchup on my hash browns. I don't know if I like ketchup on beans. So would you dip yeah. these in ketchup or would you not? I don't think so. Why don't they just give me a hash brown filled with ketchup that seems more natural Ooh. and it saves me the need to dip it? 
Ew, that's even worse. It is all be of it's all disgusting. Thick. Yeah, but like, but it, like you know, the the texture of ketchup, like if people meatloaf with ketchup, the texture of it is so gross. That, look, so gross. Look, the only thing that food should be stuffed with is cheese. That is the only, or if it's dessert, chocolate. Those are the only acceptable answers. When you start to, you know, straying from that, it, it's just too much. <laughs> I, I will give you that. Cheese, you can, you can definitely put cheese on just about anything and it'd probably make it better. All right. We've got a, a producer surprise coming up here in just a second. But before we get to that, I want to remind you guys about all of the sweepstakes we've got going on over at gophnx.com. If you have not entered yet or entered today, make sure you do that because we want to give you some free stuff. Like just take the free stuff that we want to give you, okay? So first and foremost, we partnered with OGs and we've got a flavoring life sweepstakes happening with them. And one winner of this is going to receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including their orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. You're also going to get an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. And to sign up for the Flavoring Life sweepstakes, all you have to do is head over to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. Uh, you can also find OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands if you want more information. Or you can find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Next up, we've partnered with Four Peaks to bring you our, our, wait, not last Wednesday, our toast of the month sweepstakes. So for this sweepstakes, one one is going to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. We also want to remind you guys that our monthly last Wednesday is just around the corner. That's where the entire crew heads out to the brewery in Tempe um, to hang out with the Four Peaks crew and all of you guys. We, we do our live shows from there. So that's going to happen August 31st at Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe on 8th Street. So come join us for some good fun, food, and beer. Just a reminder, though, to enjoy the beer, you have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. One more time, in case you weren't listening and you tuned me out, go phnx.com to enter into those sweepstakes. And if you win either of them and you choose, you can reach out. We'll get you a signed beanie from Lindsay as well. <laughs> a, That's, a beanie I promise, a literal you, bean. A beanie, beanie. I'm going to send you I, a bean. <laughs> you get, we will get you a hash brown filled with beans signed by one Lindsay Smith. Oh, my gosh. All right, Shane, come back and join us. What's your producer surprise? Well, first of all, that just sparked an incredible idea. A beanie. A bean beanie that looks like a bean. I would wear it. No, just a bunch of beans on it. Oh, different beans, beans of the world. I would. Do you think anybody? Do you think this is not the producer surprise? But do you think anybody collects beans? Like you know, you can like like you don't have to cook them. No, they're just hard. I guarantee somebody. I bet you somebody does. I'm gonna look up bean collector. You guys, somebody definitely does. Isn't that a a, a slang for an accountant? Uh, Or no, that's a bean counter. A bean counter. Sorry. (laughs) Um, there are bean collectors. Wow. This is an array of beans. Okay, I'm getting distracted. All right. Today's producer surprise. Well, I uh, need that as just a clip that we can drop. Wow. That's quite the array of beans. <laughs> um, today's producer surprise. I don't think I've asked this before, so if I have, stop me. Do you guys have a guilty pleasure song? Song? Oh, yeah. man. I can I go have, first. I have a guilty. Yeah, go ahead. Guilty so mine song. is definitely um, uh, Every Time We Cut Touch by Cascada. <laughs> 
2006, absolute banger. Uh, four on the floor, Stepper, way ahead of its time. Just holds up to today. One of the best age songs of all time. Find me okay. turning up at Maya to that tomorrow. Okay. Okay. My, my Guilty Pleasure song kind of rotates. And right now it's the... Uh, the 80s song from this season of Stranger Things. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and I'm Kate, uh, I'm blanking on the name, but uh, the. That's the one that went viral again, right? Because yeah. of Stranger Things. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. The one I don't from remember the, what it's called or who sings it, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, and it's been stuck in my head for like a week now. And I just keep. Uh, keep listening to it on loop and there is absolutely no reason I should be listening to this song. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous and it's been quite the guilty pleasure. So what makes something a guilty pleasure? It's not necessarily a good song. Okay. Well, like, um, like, well, no, that's a great song. I was going to say frozen, the frozen soundtrack. Incredible. Dude, but love that's, Bruno. that's a no, great We don't soundtrack. talk about Bruno. Bruno goes so hard. I love it. <laughs> Does By the way, uh, it's it's Kate Bush running up that hill that's been stuck in my head for for a okay. week now. That okay, uh, Bruno. I don't think Bruno counts because uh, I'm. I assume you're saying the I, we don't talk about Bruno song. Yeah, that, that was too. Po- I think that was popular. It was well done. It's Lin Manuel well, Miranda. Well, I don't think that's necessarily well, a guilty pleasure. But, but also. I think one of the worst songs of all time, and it just is a bad song, is Africa by Toto. And that's a very popular song. And that song's terrible. That would be a guilty pleasure song. And it's very popular. Uh, Okay, I'll I'll go one better for you. Okay. The version that Weezer did of Africa by Toto (laughs) is a guilty a guilty guilty pleasure song (laughs) because they made it knowing how bad it was and it still became a hit. They do have some God. good covers. They covered they covered a Green Day. They covered Brain Stew by Green Day and did it like on a piano. That's fantastic. Um, hello saying uh, the remix is good too. Yes, the remix is very good of every time we touch. Okay, so I think I have one, but I don't really listen to it anymore. So that's it doesn't really fit the the criteria here. But I will say when I was young, I, was young, I used to listen to Nickelback on the regular. Me and Sean are, have, a, have a very strong theory about this that we give on the ASU show. Nickelback, or the America told America to hate Nickelback. There's I no reason why they should. We be. used to love it. They aren't bad. Like do, can, I don't know. Nickelback's Canadian, right? Do the Canadians hate Nickelback? Hmm. That's I think we I'll need to, to ask, ask Leah. Leah this question. Yeah. Uh, Isn't she there? Uh, Our resident uh, Canadian. uh, uh, (laughs) Elizabeth in the chat uh, says, uh, low-key enjoy Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton. Yeah, I probably wouldn't admit that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) What about a show? I feel like my guilty pleasure show is Law & Order SVU. I love it so much. My mom watches that so frequently. There's like Like 24 seasons of it, and I've seen every single episode. Every single one. The Bachelor slash Bachelorette. I can see I've, that. I've turned it into hate watching sports. It's like it's like a sport. If if you turn dating into a sport, it's that, and it is so damn ridiculous. Uh, you know, you've you've even got front office decisions. Do we keep this guy? Do we let him go? What do we do? It's like hard knocks, but uh, you know. Okay, but I I 100% get what you're saying because my sister was at my house the other day and we were having dinner and watching Bachelorette or whatever it was, was on TV and she loves it. 
And so I'm not, I'm not in the loop on what's happening this season. There are a couple of those like dating shows or whatever that I have watched. And I'm not going to lie. It is a guilty pleasure at times. No, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are mid. Love I was Island, like, UK dude, why is, is why is everybody well, talking about this? Like, it's a competition. It Like, I get it. It is a competition, low-key. But the way they're like, I just don't know anybody else could walk away from that date and not think it was the best date they've ever been on. I was like, why do you talk like this? This is so my, weird. My favorite is the guy in episode two, without fail, that's like, I'm already falling in love with her. <laughs> Bullshit, you're no. falling in love with her. It's like, do you no, even know her I, name, sir? No, you don't. That's like the second round pick that drops 20 in the first summer league game. You're like, he's going to be a star. (laughs) No, you don't know anything. Oh, my God. Jam Paul in the chat said, uh, real world road rules challenges. I used to love those. Those were so fun. Big fan. I never got into those, but I could see I could see where people would and, and would enjoy that. That was a good one, Shane. That's going to have me thinking yeah. all day about songs now that well, I like that people thank are probably very much. Um, before I, before I leave, yes. Um, if you guys want more of this, PH Next Sunday was live at three PM. Bye. There you go. Well, it, it is outside of us, and don't tell any of the other shows. I'm just talking straight to you. It's just between us, everybody. The Sun Devil show is the second best show we have on the network. So go. Uh, it's it's that entertaining. I don't know about the sports analysis, but the the entertainment is spectacular. (laughs) Okay, before we say goodbye, I do have to yell at Mike B in the chat real quick because he said, if you want to get a little extra soft and fluffy, dip a hash brown in mayo. Not bad, actually. Pretty good, LOL. That is a hard pass. Mike B, you're fired. No, no thank you. that shit is gas. That shit no, is gas. Certified yeah, gas. No. Do you do it with do you, your fries too, Shane? You, oh. Well, not just mayo. You you make special like uh, uh, secret sauce at McDonald's. It's like the same thing. Mayo and ketchup. It's 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 the same no. thing. You need to relax. No, Goodbye. it is so gross. If you want to <laughs> make a special sauce mixing ketchup with something, mix it with ranch. It's a hundred times better. I promise you. Ketchup and ranch is ten times better. No, not even. It's literally a million better than ketchup and mayo. Mayo is so gross. Look, Shane's in on Big Bean. I'm in on Big Mayo. Ugh. Like that mayo can do no wrong. <laughs> you guys no are out wrong. Of your in mind. My... Actually, Heinz should stuff that hash brown with mayo. Ew. Screw the beans. Give Ew. me just mayo. Let's do this. I feel like mayo is only reserved for a handful of dishes and it's not hash browns. I'm sorry. We're gonna pass. We're gonna hard pass on that one. But Jay thank you all shout, for tuning in. Jay, Jay says shout out to OJ Mayo, a, a man that <laughs> that uh, Lon Babby and uh, Lance Blanks actually tried to get to the Phoenix Suns at one point, and uh, uh, he didn't like his posse, so they didn't sign him. So one of them didn't. So well, there you go. Things I'm not supposed to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> because it's the middle of the summer. So and why not? Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you guys have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. Uh, 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. Or if you can't join us at 2 p.m., you can always catch us wherever you listen to your news. Until we see you next week, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ, and you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. For those of you listening on audio, you missed my amazing pick classes that my daughter picked out this morning. Oh, oi, oi, everybody.